Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And yes, I am back. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of messages that I have gotten over the last few weeks, because you were MIA, Jen, you were just missing in action, and me not doing a disclaimer of any sort to anyone. Everyone was like, where's Jen? (laughs) Is she okay? Is she coming back to the podcast? What's what's happening, Daniela? (laughs) Well, don't worry, friends, I am here, but we are going to sit down today and chat a little bit about what's been going on in our lives, our summer plans, and most importantly, what you should start sourcing now in your reselling business. Yeah, that's, I think, the most important part of this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see you at the table. Well, Jen, nice to have you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody. That's very sweet. Um, I'm, you know, I really do appreciate the messages and people reaching out and, um, you know, but like we said, don't worry, I am here. I know there was no disclaimer. Disclaimer. We just like to keep you on your toes, I guess. We just didn't want to share what was happening so we could make this episode. <laughs> I totally didn't. Ju- I just totally forgot and didn't say anything. I was like, I'm just going to pre-record all these episodes and launch them and not say two words, but why I'm alone. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to share. So really, you know, a lot of it was that I had to take a small step back. Um, as most of, you know, I do have a one and a half year old daughter and, um, we ended up having a little bit of drama. Everything's fine. She's okay. We're okay. Just to, to start with that. But, um, we had caregiver drama. So Mm. I'm sure a lot of, you know, how like daycares and nannies and all those fun things, um, happen with us women who have to work and, um, you know, don't have the luxury or are the ability to be able to have our children home with us. So we do have to rely on others to, to take care of our children. So, um, my caregiver, basically out of nowhere came up to me and told me that she had to give us her notice and couldn't take care of Ellie anymore. And that really put us in a pickle. And so I needed a couple of weeks to figure out what this plan was going to be, because I'm sure that some of, you know, getting childcare is really hard. Um, with COVID so many daycares and preschool centers ended up shutting down. So there's not a lot of room and a lot of space anymore. Um, so it's really hard to find a place, a lot of places that I called it's a year wait list, no matter what. So it was a big scramble. And, but thankfully we were able to get her into a school that I had been talking to already because I wanted her to go to this preschool. Uh, she's at an in-home daycare right now. I wanted her to go to a preschool when she was three, but, um, they were able to kind of get her in early. And then thankfully everything worked out where my lady is going to watch her until that time. So there's no gap or anything. So I'm here, you know, thank goodness. Jen was really stressed out during all this. So I texted her and I was like, okay, you don't have to do anything. Just focus on your family. I got it. I got it. Not a big deal. This is what we do for each other. Because if I was in the same situation, Jen would do the same thing. She would just take over until- Things are figured out. I mean, I technically, you guys don't know this because I pre-recorded everything. I took two weeks off. You just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. And you know, and you know, always like this kind of stuff happens in life, right? You just can't plan for the unplannable and it, and it just happens. And so I'm really thankful to Daniela for, you know, um, really, you know, having my back during this time. I do really appreciate that. But like I said, I am here. Um, and 
if I ever have to go offline, we'll try to, <laughs> we'll, we'll try, try to, to communicate that better. Sorry. <laughs> we'll a little bit better, but <laughs> yes, but definitely, thankfully everything's good on my end. Ellie has summer care. She is good. She's happy. She, you know, the biggest thing is I just want my daughter to be happy and healthy. Yeah. And I was really stressed out you guys, because I was so worried that I was going to have her all summer and I, I work full time and, and I, and I was worried about what kind of quality of summer she was going to have, you know, yeah. of just being at home and not being with other kids, you know, yeah. all that was just really weighing very heavily on me. And, uh, on top of that too, we, we ended up also giving back our puppy. I know That was really sad too. So we had a really sad time, very stressful. Um, we didn't want to do that. Um, we tried really hard, but Ellie was having such a hard time. She's like I said, only one and a half and I basically had two toddlers trying to tell them not to yeah. fight all the time. <laughs> and uh, it, it was really, really heartbreaking for our family. So we needed some time, um, yeah. you know, to, to recompose and get back together. But now we're good and we're happy. And we know um, we worked with a really great rescue organization here in San Diego. And, you know, we know that they, they will put him in the right home. Unfortunately, it, great dog, amazing dog. It just wasn't the right time for us, unfortunately. And it's absolutely heartbreaking for us, but it was a decision that we had to make that was best for our family. It's a tough decision to make when it comes to animals, because sometimes it's just not the right fit and you don't know, but like we had discussed, you know, off recording, it was like your fostering period. You were fostering to see if it was going to work and it just, it didn't. It didn't exactly. And that's, what's really great about this organization is that they actually do have you foster, um, all these puppies before it's an official adoption. So like we said, we went through the fostering phase and we just, we just didn't make it through. So you made it pretty far, but not far enough. Yes. But overall, like I said, everything's good. Thank you, my friends. Thank you so much. I'm here. So So here's the plan. Let's just explain the plan to everyone for Thursdaysville this summer. We're probably going to pre-record a bunch of episodes because Jen's going to be on vacation soon. She's going to be here in New England. We're going to be spending time together. So we're going to get a lot of stuff done while she's here, which is going to be really exciting. Yes. Lots of fun shenanigans are going to be happening during that time. We haven't seen each other in a year, Mm -hmm. one year. That's crazy. Long time. So there's lots of things that have happened and we're going to catch up and all that. There'll be things happening for the podcast, but um, we are going to try to pre-record as much as possible so that we have at least a month and a half to two months off. That's kind of like our goal is to get mm-hmm. as much content pre-recorded so that we can have some time off and then kind of come back refreshed. And we'll be doing things in the background regardless. We may not be recording, but we'll definitely be doing things in the background. Doesn't change anything for the Patreon, nothing like that. Nothing changes. Um, but recording takes a lot of coordination. It takes a lot of work. And that's something that Jen and I have always tried to um, be good about is make sure we have things in advance. So when things do happen, mm-hmm. we're good. And you guys get your weekly episodes and you have no idea what's happening. See? It's a good thing. <laughs> it's all part of the magic. It is. It's all the magic <laughs> that you don't see. So if you hear a lot of interviews or a lot of like that kind of style and not too much of the general chats that we do, that's why we've pre-recorded it. Plus we've come across a lot of really amazing people in the community lately. And I feel like we just need to share everyone that we're meeting. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm so really, great people. really interested in the things that everybody's doing because yeah. it's just so different. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many new ways on how to like promote your business, how to sell stuff, um, new innovative ideas that people are coming up with. So there's a lot of really cool things I think happening as well in the community. So there's a lot of great people to, to interview and we want to share and we want to share all their stories. Yeah, I think the the thing that Jen had mentioned that we want to talk about this episode, but I think, I don't know if we'll talk, maybe we'll talk a little bit about it, but maybe we can pause and talk about another episode as well, is whatnot and how everyone's like on it's whatnot. Everywhere. It it's is. Everywhere. I have my feelings on it and and we'll definitely share. So I don't know if we'll do it in this episode. We'll see how the conversation goes. We're either going to do it in this episode or we'll do it in another one because <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there is, there definitely is. But um, something that Daniela kind of, uh, was talking about or touched a little bit earlier is about me coming to New England. So Yay. people, I cannot wait. I am so excited because I never thought I would say this, but I miss Savers. Oh, look at that. I oh. do. Because she misses all of her Boston stores. Don't let her fool you. She I misses 100% all miss all my Boston stores. They're so much bigger than the ones here. The ones here in, in San Diego, particularly the Goodwills are so tiny. It takes me like less than 20 minutes to go through the entire store. What? It's so crazy. It's absolutely insane. So it's like, I cannot wait number one to go there. I also can't wait to go to some of my retail arbitrage spots that I absolutely Mm. love. So I am coming with an empty suitcase. I'll definitely be having a lot (laughs) in my stories. I can't wait, you know, and, and, you know, we're definitely going to talk about things that I'm thinking about sourcing and what I'm looking for. Um, but I, I will say I did go to a Buffalo exchange though on Friday. Oh, finally. how was that? How's the Buffalo exchange out there compared to here? I think they're really good. I think okay. they're really, really good. Um, they have a ton of different brands um, that I feel like I don't see out there, but that's, but I don't think they're any better if that makes sense, because okay. I think that the Buffalo exchanges out in on the East coast are strategically placed in very good spots, meaning that there are right next to major universities. So it's like, you get a lot of students there with a lot of money, you know, and, and young Mm. professionals too, who are constantly trying to update their wardrobe, you know, rotate things out or they're moving. So they need to get rid of things. So, um, the, the, um, Buffalo exchange though, down here, it was funny because I went on a Friday in the afternoon, like not even in the afternoon, sorry. I went like early in the morning and it was over an hour wait to sell your clothes. Wow. Over an, yeah. They had a line. It was like wrapped around the store of people wanting to sell their stuff. But could you just walk in and shop? You could just walk in and shop. Okay. Yeah. But I was thinking for like, you know, just some old stuff about getting yeah. rid of some things that I didn't feel like selling. And then I saw the line. I'm like, forget. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> but it was good. I ended up only buying one thing because I'm I'm kind of sourcing right now. My sourcing strategy is I only source sure things. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Things that I'm like, that's a no brainer. I know it's going to sell. I'm not worried about it. I ended up buying a reformation dress. That's like the Gavin dress. It's like a high neck with like an open back on it. And I looked it up and the comps were like anywhere from 125 to 185. Fantastic. For the color that I had. And it was 36 bucks. That's not bad. So I was like, that's a no-brainer, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is a no-brainer. Yeah. So I got that dress. So I was really excited about that. But they had so many other things. They had another 
dress there, like a Reformation jeans dress though. But I was like, Reformation jeans just always does. Okay. Um, but it was half off. It was like 12 bucks. Okay. No brainer again. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good. So it's, it's interesting to see how your sourcing is changing too, from like when you were here and now where you are and that it just changes by location, right? It doesn't matter where you go to, you just got to find ways to make it work for you and to find the brands that you need to find. Right. And it sounds like that might be a good spot for you to kind of frequent and grab those pieces. I think so. I think so. There's like two Buffalo exchanges here in San Diego. There's one in um, Ocean Beach or no, sorry, Pacific Beach. And then there is one in um, the Hillcrest area. And the best thing that I do after I do those is that I go to the Goodwill down the street for both of them. Cause you always want to mm. hit up the thrift stores that are next to buy, sell trade stores, because a lot of people, they go into those buy, sell trade stores and then they don't want to take home the stuff that they re- that was rejected. And they just go dump it off at that Goodwill. Fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that's kind of how I've been, that, I guess that what I've been doing reselling wise is just sourcing sure things and selling them. And it's actually been working for me, but most of my stuff sells very quickly within at least two weeks of listing. That's really so. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I do want to talk about some breaking news. So okay. breaking news today on the, in the Instagram community that express sent out an email to their people on their mailing list and said that they're going to be selling luxury handbags and just why? I don't. It, I'm, let it, me see if I can find the email. I know someone that posted it. So let me see if I can. Yeah, find post, it really I'm like, I'm trying to see if I can look up Express. I think, is it anything on their website yet or not yet? I don't think so. Hold on. Let me go. Oh, yes, yeah, it, it is. It is labels. We love L X R authenticated pre-owned luxury handbags and accessories. Express and L X R are not authorized resellers and are not the owners of the designer bags. Oh, so they're trying to cover themselves so the luxury bags, luxury companies don't come after them. And but they're still going to come after. They're still going to come after them. It doesn't matter. A hundred percent, they are. That doesn't make any sense to me. Nope, nope. So it says um, Issa from the Global Collective Co. posted this on yeah. her stories. A bunch of other people did too. That's the first place I saw it. And then the email says, we just launched something big. And then it says same thing, LXR labels. We love introducing an authenticated pre-owned luxury handbag and accessories shop the labels. And they have Louis Vuitton on their image. How do you think Louis yeah. feels about that? That is interesting. Yeah. This is going to be interesting to see how this evolves. Guaranteed these luxury brands are going to go after them. They are going to go after them. They've done it with every other company who's tried to do this, including really? resellers. No, that's true. They are pretty litigious, I will say. But I'm like looking right here. Yeah, they have, yep, they have tons of Louis Vuitton, Fendi, all the what? usual suspects, Hermes, Prada, Burberry. How are their prices though? Um, So for like a Gucci wallet, Let's see. It's like zip around wallet. It's the bamboo, bamboo tassel. Yeah. $645. The Hermes, the H belt, you know, that famous Mm -hmm. belt from Hermes. They're saying it's new. Oh no, no, sorry. Pre-owned. Their prices are pretty high. $845. Let me just see. Okay. Here is a never full, a Louis Vuitton, never full, the PM tote, um, $1,600 basically. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You can get a more affordable secondhand bag at, on Poshmark. Yeah, but I guess people, I think it's just, it's the whole like, oh. Because it's, it's authenticated. Ex- yeah, it's express and I can trust them. And mm. This will be yeah. interesting to see how this evolves. They have every luxury bag you can think of. I want to know where they're getting it from. Doesn't it kind of look like this LXR, like the the font? Doesn't it kind of look like the real real? Yes. Okay. So we're going to digress here. The real real's CEO, founder and CEO, I forget her name, has stepped down. Oh. So interesting. Interesting. I'm curious to see what's going to happen from there, but. It wouldn't surprise me if they were to somehow collaborate. Express is owned by, are they owned by the limited companies? Express is owned by the limited companies. Yes. They are based out of, I think, Cincinnati, Ohio. And they have um, in their, in like their, their banners, it's, um, well, limited is no longer part of it, but like structure used to be a part of it. You guys remember structure? It was like Victoria's Secret. Men's Express now it's called. Yes. So they have Express, Express Men's, Victoria's Secret. Bath and Body Works. Um, Justice. Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there's those. one more. There, I, ha- I think there has to be. I can't remember though. But that is interesting. They're labeling it LXR. Their, their photography is actually really good. Um, I just don't know where you're getting your product from. So that I would like to investigate this a little bit further and see interesting how this even came up how did you acquire that because express is not getting this uh, these products how are you getting it how lxr lxr is not a part of the real real okay just i just looked it up right now they of course someone already looked it up they're a canadian-based company lxr okay um it says that it's been around since 2010 interesting all right, so it's a Canadian-based company that's coming in to uh, sell luxury goods through Express. All right, guys. We've never see. heard of this company before. No, and you can do store pickup. So I just clicked on the Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton Keep All 50 duffel bag, and yeah. I can pay the eighteen sixty for it, and then I can pick it up at Providence Place Mall. Wow. You can change the store. And so it looks like some Express stores... Well, okay. The province place mall one doesn't have it, but if it did have it, I could pick it up there. It looks like they have some of the stuff in stores. That's that's crazy because that Express is, is in malls. This is insane. That's really weird. That is really weird. What's a store that's near you? What's a where is there an Express near you? I'm gonna type in San Diego and see what happens. Me, I don't know every single mall, but probably I would say the Fashion Valley Mall. Um, What's the zip code? The zip code, try 92118. Try that one. 92118. Uh, not, av- not available in those stores. Okay. That, this specific you- one is not available in those stores. But I am I would assume if they have that. More than likely certain- it's going to be, hold on. Let me just put this. UTC, which is in La Jolla, which is the most expensive area 
in California, in uh, San Diego. Let me just get the La Jolla zip code. This is so interesting, guys. Uh, because there's a this couple. Is try, not- nine, try 92037. Oh, hold on. Isn't this fun? I know. Aren't you guys having a blast? Did you nine two. It? One more time. Nine two zero three seven. Three seven. Try that. No. All right. Well, maybe they haven't done it yet, but clearly they're going to be doing store pickup, which is wild. Um, this was clearly thought out very well. This is another company doing this. This is obviously not Express doing this. This is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I know that is, and this is a lot of inventory. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's a lot it's a, that is interesting yeah we'll have to see I'm, it's I am like curious. fashion file it reminds me of fashion file mm-hmm. it's all handbags and accessories and it's all mm. super luxe it's interesting so I can get myself like a portofino blouse and a gucci wallet <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean that's one way to rebrand yourself yeah, I know. It's well, interesting. I'm pretty I'm sure curious. that they were seeing really declining sales because yeah. Ex- yeah. Although I will say that I I did find like that Express does have some pretty good collabs, and I've been buying <laughs> I've been buying stuff on Poshmark for like five to ten dollars <laughs> that are Express, and I was like, yeah, these work. <laughs> they they had one with Olivia Copo that was really good. That one did really well, mm-hmm. and they have one with Rocky Barnes. Okay. She's like, uh, she's really, really nice summer clothes. And so like this girl was selling one of her tops on Poshmark for $5. I was like, yeah, it's sold because <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> I know Express was like one of those places where growing up in like the Y2K era was like, you yes. wanted something from Express. Even if it was a sweatshirt, you needed to have it. I wanted everything. Do you remember when they would have like their semi-annual sales? Oh, yes. and I yes. would buy their shelf tanks, like the tank tops. Yes. <laughs> Uh, tank tops of everything very y2k though definitely yeah anyway that's our breaking news i wish we had breaking news every time but this is really the only breaking news that we have today (laughs) and it's very interesting it's very interesting (laughs) i am curious to see how it's going to play out with like the luxury retailers and how they've put that disclaimer in there that they like they're not affiliated with and they don't own, you know what I mean? That's very interesting wording on the legal side of it all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we don't own these bags and we're not we're not resellers. Basically. Don't come at us, Chanel. Yeah, don't come after us is basically what it is. Yeah. So, so to be so continued. We will see. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real reason why we're here, besides like catching up with everyone, is we want you guys to start looking ahead to quarter four. We're going to skip quarter three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quarter three is like, I don't know. I think of quarter three of like that time where you can like regroup, you take a break, you kind mm-hmm. of like figure things out. And yeah. then, but it's also a planning phase. It's not so much a it's buy- the best planning phase. I yes. think it's the best quarter to plan. Yes. Um, and I think it's the time where you need to start being strategic and ahead of the game mm-hmm. so that when you go into quarter four, you, you're already set. You're not competing with anyone else out there for the things that you need. You're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what we're going to look at. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is sourcing. And this is something that Jen and I have already started doing. And this is because we've worked in retail we understand the retail brain. And I think a lot of that helps us as resellers. I already started looking at fall and winter things a month ago. 
I already started buying things and listing them a month ago, and they're already starting to sell. You have to think like a retailer and a consumer. You have to stay ahead of the game. So what does that mean, Jen? So what that really means, it's buying off season. So many times you have to be looking at the sweaters and the jackets in the summer and in the winter, you need to be looking at shorts and bathing suits and cover-ups. You really have to try to think at least six months ahead is, is, is what your sourcing needs to look like. But you know, the reality is too, like we are resellers and people are always looking for stuff. So it's like, don't limit yourself to certain categories and don't, overwhelmingly buy too much in one category when we're coming off of a season. So what that means is right now, as of today, like you really should start slowing your roll down on shorts, on summer dresses, on like anything linen, anything like that. I would not be picking up bread and butter in those categories at all anymore. I would still be looking at those categories, obviously, but I would be looking for, like I said, sure things, things that I know that no matter what the season is, the brand it's on trend. It's what people are looking for, you know, but I really wouldn't be looking at picking up. Let's just say J crew dresses from three or four seasons ago, just because it's semi cute and it's a dress category, Mm -hmm. save those dollars and instead go buy the J crew peacoat that's sitting over there. Instead story. I picked Mm -hmm. two of those up and the amount of attention they've gotten. And now it's June, but the amount of attention they've already gotten from people Mm-hmm. is astronomical. So that alone should give you an indication that people are already starting to think to that point because right now everything is so expensive. So as a consumer, you need to plan all of this out. I need a new coat. I need to save for it. What's the coat that I want? Where can I get it? How yeah. much does the prices look like? What do the prices look like? Okay. This is what I need to allocate to that. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I think people's change are going to start changing their habits when it comes to shopping. I think that this holiday season is going to be huge for the secondary market because I don't know if you guys are feeling it. I know Danielle and I and I are feeling it. Everything is so effing expensive. (laughs) Jen almost dropped the F-bomb on Thrifters Villa. Almost did, but I didn't because this is a family show. (laughs) We try. It's insane, you guys. Gas out here in California is over $6 a gallon. It's crazy. We're not in too far me- behind. Well, you guys, well, how much are you guys? We're at five fifteen right now. Oh god, I know. Which send is crazy me, that send, we're catching up to, to you. That's so much cheaper. <laughs> I know, but that's crazy that we're catching up to you. Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. I would never think that. Like six dollars a gallon, from what I hear in LA, it's close to seven dollars a gallon. And then my groceries, I I literally come home with like two bags of groceries, and I'm like, how did I spend one hundred and fifty dollars? Like, mm-hmm. it's just insane. Everything is expensive. And something else that I've seen in the reselling community that people have been complaining about too, is that the prices at the thrift store have even gone up, which again is another BS thing. See, cleaned it up for you because <laughs> it frustrates me because all these, re- all these like um, thrift stores are saying because of inflation too, they have to start raising their prices because of inflation. You get your stuff for free. I mean, I get it that you got to run your organization and everything else like that, but I digress anyways. (laughs) But there's a valid point to that. When I think a lot of, and I shouldn't say a lot, but many businesses are doing this in general where there's this big inflation overarching thing that's happening, but they're like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to increase our prices a little bit. 
to meet those margins that we didn't meet maybe last year or the things that we didn't hit in 2020 when everything was shut down, they're still trying to recoup mm-hmm. all of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, it's pretty crazy. And I think what's happening too, is that a lot of that COVID money is starting to run out. Yep. People are having to, you know, save again and see, you know, and, and like we said, prices of houses, prices of rent, all the stuff is so expensive, but people yep. still need clothes you know, and and you still need stuff to wear. So I know for myself, I recently went to the mall and I haven't shopped retail in a very long time. And I was very sticker shocked as to what a basic outfit would be. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, reselling has absolutely destroyed me when it comes to shopping because I have champagne taste on a beer budget. A hundred percent, you know, uh, you learn what fabric, good fabrication is. You learn what good cut is, what good style is. So you do get pickier as you're reselling because you're like, I know what a good brand is or what a good pair of jeans is supposed to feel like, for example. So when I went there, I was just like, so incredibly shocked over the prices on I said basic, simple things. So literally what I did is I went there and I like looked at the styles that I liked. And then I went on Poshmark looking for it. (laughs) Smart. (laughs) And I think a lot more people are going to be doing that. And I think a lot of people, I've actually know quite a few people that have have done that, have gone to the mall and have tried things on, and then they're looking for it in the secondary market. So I think it's going to be, Q4 is going to be huge. I really, really do. There's like so many factors, right? Like Mm -hmm. if things continue the way they are now, I don't know how anything is going to survive. Number one, I don't know how the average person is going to be able to even buy the pair of shoes that they need, Um, which I think in turn means in the resale market are we're going to all have to adjust our pricing. And I think this is something that we should probably start looking at now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we can charge premium prices anymore for pieces unless it's luxury. Then that's different. Those things retain their prices. You can't count that stuff. I'm talking about the average middle of the range item. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us are going to have to account for what people are going through and realize that um, maybe we can't get $48 of this piece. We can only really get 30 Mm-hmm. And being okay with that and understanding that and like really understanding what your margins are. I think this is all part of the planning phase going forward. Again, this all depends on what happens over the next like three months. We have no idea. We have no idea. But I think we have to look at all. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble the possible scenarios. I know I'm accepting lower offers on some things because I just need to move product and I need to make sales and I'm still making a profit on it. I just can't expect to be getting those inflated prices like I was a year ago or two years ago. It's not going to happen right now. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's the harsh reality of of things. And um, like you said, I think if you want to remain competitive too, 
you know? Oh, yeah. People are looking for deals. People, people, like I said, people still need to be clothed. People still have mm-hmm. events that they need to go, that they're going to go to, or, um, you know, kids that are growing out of stuff, or you don't fit in your things anymore, or guess what? You're going back to work. You're going back to the office. You're going to need new clothes again. So there's going to be a lot of high demand for, for stuff. It's just, you know, I think strategizing on what those prices need to be to attract all those buyers. Mm-hmm. And understanding that um, retail stores are slashing prices right now, which is crazy. I mean, across the board, a lot of mall brand type stores are slashing home decor, home goods, athletic wear, loungewear, all of those things that people went crazy for from Mm -hmm. 2020 to really the beginning of this year, they're not selling the same anymore. So your sourcing should be changing based off of that as well. I'm not saying don't pick up athletic wear, don't pick up home goods. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to understand what the, what's happening in the market and what retailers are doing and start to shift your focus maybe on business attire again, blazers, coats, heels, heels. heels. Who thought we'd be talking about heels again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Formal dresses, um, dresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like fancy party dresses. Yes. Um, people are going to want to go out again for new years, start looking for all that sparkly stuff, you know, holidays, mm-hmm. uh, sweaters, um, all those, all those things that we normally picked up, you know, before pre COVID it's definitely all coming back again. Um, and you know, people like offices are starting to open up more and more parties are starting to open up more people are going on vacation too. So it's like the, the, the need is changing and it's definitely important for us as resellers to notice these trends, right. That are happening not only in fashion, but just in our society in general, right. What is happening to society that's making people change or having to like go into different categories, you know, when it comes to buying stuff. So yeah, Daniela, I agree with you. I've seen, like I said, I saw an article about a specific retailer that was just dumping so much excess, so much clearance stuff because they had overbought, overcommitted on so many things. And so it'll be really interesting, you know, to kind of see what, what Christmas is going to look like and what the holidays Mm. are going to look like, because they're already feeling that like, that they have bought too much for all seasons. But how stupid are we as consumers? We don't have money and yet we go out when they start slashing these prices and we buy it all. Yeah. The retail marketing, all of that is just fascinating because we see they slash it to 80% off and fun fact, that's actually how much it probably should be sold for. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, that's just the reality of retail. That's, that's the markup. It's just what happens. I mean, Mm -hmm. in, in general, retailers are making pennies on items. They're not making hundreds of like in the resale market, we're making the most. We make more than retailers on items. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why like when I say I want to at least double my money, I'm like, oh, you want, it's like you're doing what every retailer basically does. <laughs> right. That's exactly what we're doing. But That's our numbers just look different because they buy in quantity. They have right. a volume style, which maybe will change going forward. Who knows? Maybe they won't focus so much on volume moving forward. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. So definitely like Daniela said, you know, just like start looking at some of those categories that you've been kind of ignoring for a while. If you have been, I don't know if you have, but Mm. you know, um, or that you've slowed down on too. So like we said, you know, like party dresses and like career wear, 
all those kind of things are going to get big again because everybody is going back, you know, into the office, back into parties. People got rid of all their stuff. They donated a bunch of things or it's just not in style anymore, you know, and it's been two years and they want something new. So they donated all their old stuff. Who knows? But it's definitely this, that sourcing strategy is important. And also really like the minute that if you're, if your thrift store doesn't put out seasonal stuff, that's one thing, right? But if your store is already, you know, like always has jackets out, always has sweaters out or whatever, start picking them up, start picking all that stuff up now, because you're going to have less competition, right? Just from other resellers that. to pick up the product. And on top of that, like you should start listing all that stuff by August, honestly, because I know it sounds weird because August is always like the hottest month. <laughs> It is. List all the sweaters. But list all the sweaters. List all your sweaters in August so that by the time, because people are going to be looking for back to school. And so like by the time fall comes, like people already are like, oh, yep, there's the sweater that I want. There's the jacket that I want for next month that it's going to get cold. And, you know, people, like I said, are going to be traveling more. And so it's definitely, you know, kind of adjusting your sourcing strategies. I really do think so. And, and slow down on the summer stuff. I really think you you should. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the other thing too is if you sell on a platform that ships internationally, you have to remember, and this applies to the US as well, other states have different temperatures than where you are. So mm-hmm. in August, even though it may be super hot where you are, in a different part of the country or the world, it's actually starting to get really cold there. And people mm-hmm. are starting to get ready to have their coats out on and everything like that. So especially if you sell internationally, you should be listing things year. I list year round. I don't have like a preference as to when I list things, but I definitely Mm -hmm. focus heavily on certain categories during specific seasons. Right. But I do think it's important to just, you don't wait, just put it up. You'll be surprised what people will buy. Some people just are planners and they see something that they want. So then they've been looking for, and they'll just buy it. They don't care that it's 90 degrees outside. They're going to buy it and put in a closet. What difference does it make? I always bought off season because I always found myself that I got better deals off season, you know, because usually most, most people, and this can go also for online sourcing too, Mm -hmm. you know, most people are trying to get rid of their stuff. Right. And so it's like trying to find sweaters and jackets right now for people who are just trying to get rid of their things and they don't care. You could probably get a really good deal if you, if your main sourcing strategy is online sourcing, right? Like look at the clearance sections because they need to make, you know, if you do retail arbitrage online or or even just in person, go look in their clearance sections, go see what's there, you know, go find, find some of those really nice winter stuff, but make sure obviously if they have a lot of duplicates there, don't pick that thing up because then it was a big fat loser for them. So it might not be a winner (laughs) for you. I think the other side of that too is because retailers have so much stuff, now's your opportunity to go to retail stores and try retail arbitrage in a few pieces because the prices are going to be really good. Be smart about it, of course. Right. So like the same rules apply as it did when there aren't sales. Um, but this is a good time, I think, for people to just explore it and see what else is out there and get some new tag items in your store for quarter four. Because I will tell you from experience, a lot of quarter four sales are new with tag items. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Most people want, 
new with tags when it comes to giving holiday gifts. <laughs> Correct. Now, not everyone is like that, but the majority of customers that I have had in quarter four, when I've had more new with tag items, that's generally what is selling for me. Not mm-hmm. the secondhand stuff doesn't because it still does, but it's definitely not as much in terms of um, the quantity of sales coming in. No, I know I do a big majority of my Christmas shopping on Poshmark too. So like, I will know what my family is asking for. And then I go look for it new with tags on Poshmark. That's mm-hmm. what I do, you know? So I, I know a lot of people do that as well. So that's also a really good shout out. Daniela is just, you know, looking for new with tag items. So I would say if it is a bread and butter piece, but it's new with tags, it might be worth it to pick up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised at what you can find at these discount reta- uh, retailers that are out there in the world. You can find some pretty good brands out there. You, not, not all of them are like their house brands and stuff. Just keep an eye out. I know Nordstrom has their sale going on right now. I'm just like, the Nordstrom here is not that great. Like, I mean, it's okay, but it's just like, mm, doesn't do anything for me. So I don't really mm-hmm. go to the sale. We have to be careful at that sale too. Just be careful at the Nordstrom sale. <laughs> yeah. You need, yeah, I would agree. I know you people know, post about funny. it and they get, they get so excited and they post about it, but just, just be careful. Just be really careful. Be really mindful. Like follow a couple of people who really like to do that kind of stuff. Retail, look at what they're picking up too. Also, yeah. when you're at the store, look and see, um, the look refurbished see tag. Isn't that the huh? refurbished, the refurbished tag is what you really should be looking for. That's a big one too. The refurbished tag. Yeah. I usually, so when I go like sourcing at um, Nordstrom Rack, I, unless it's a refurbished tag and it's like super, super cheap, you know, Mm. I I like, then I'll, then I'll pick it up. But usually I I don't, I try not to, but I always try to make sure that there is at least one original tag on it. And I don't mean the Nordstrom Rack tag because then you have to rip it off and it's not really like new with tags, you know, it's Mm. like new without tags kind of thing. But I always like try to make sure that there's at least a tag from the merchant itself, you know, the vendor, because that's the big thing too. I feel like with the refurbished tags, your sweet spot for that is shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because so refurbished guys, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was altered or redone. It's, it was returned from a Nordstrom store Yep. and now it's in Nordstrom rack. So it doesn't, there's no other connotation really to it. No, no. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, it was returned. That's the only thing, you know, and it's funny, Daniela, that you said that you don't like the, the Nordstrom rack there. I do not like the Nordstrom rack over here. (laughs) (laughs) The one that we went to in mass, I didn't mind that one. The one one in mass is pretty good. That one was better than the one here. The one here is like, it's small. And I feel like it's really stuffed with like the top shop and all the made well. You know what I mean? It has a lot of that and not so much of like that mid-tier and luxury, they, they're starting to get more of it, but it's still priced way out of my range to be able to resell. See, and that's the problem over here is that they have everything breaked into broken out into like their house brands, at least in the North Rack that I go to the, at their house brands. And then they have the luxury or designer area. And it's like the, it's the luxury stuff that I want. Not even luxury. I'm sorry. It's designer. They call it yeah. designer. So not like Gucci, you know, Prada, nothing like yeah. that. We're talking like Veronica Beard. Yeah. Yeah. Veronica Beard, Rebecca Taylor, you know, um, Reformation would be frame, great. Reformation, all that kind of stuff. That's all in one area and it's way too expensive. 
way yeah. too expensive over here. I'm like, there is no way, even like just for myself, it's not even a good deal. You know, so I don't, I don't source at all at Nordstrom Rack out here. It's just, I think it's awful. Like it's not great at all. Isn't that so sad? Because when I see people post their stories of like, they found Louboutins for $150. I'm like, where are you? Where are you? Because they never have them at my Nordstrom Rack ever, (laughs) ever. I found Gucci there once and then that was it. And I found Burberry there twice and I bought it. So like, and I sold them, but like that it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So I struggle it's definitely with that. different, but like you said, there's, there's other places that you can that find shall remain nameless, figure that it shall out, remain nameless, but you can figure it out. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, where you can go and you can find some pretty good deals in the clearance sections of, so that's all we're going to say on that. <laughs> yeah. Just walk the store. That's all. Walk the store. And it doesn't take as long as a thrift store. You can be in and out of there in 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's very easy. That's usually pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a place where you're spending two hours or an hour and you're in and out a half hour at most when you're doing retail arbitrage, because it's a, it's a different process. It is. And you kind of know right away whether or not it's good or not. Mm -hmm. That's what I have found. And Okay. Is it going to be good? More than likely it is because the brands are going to be cool, but you're not going to be able to afford them. <laughs> yeah. You can't resell them. So just keep walking. Just keep walking. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, let's talk about whatnot. Let's end with whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you don't know, whatnot is this site that's been live for a little bit. Um, it's an auction site and it's been inundated with... <laughs> resellers on there. Um, it started off with influencers that I think what not reached out to. And I'm sure I don't know what the financials look like. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I I don't care, but Mm -hmm. influencers kind of started it Mm -hmm. and their following would go on there. Some are resellers, some are not resellers that are their following. And they are auctioning items. Some people start items at a dollar. Some people start things at $5 and it's a bidding process. So you basically say go and bidding opens and people start bidding up a storm. And then it, there's like a countdown. I think it's like 12 seconds or 15 seconds, something like Mm -hmm. that. And then eventually it will close out. And, um, and then you've bought the item. So it's just like an auction house without having to be at an auction house. But I will say the majority of people on there are selling t-shirts, shoes. Um, now we're seeing more people in the Poshmark community doing it. So you're seeing a lot of like, just things we're selling on Poshmark, basically dresses, jeans, a little bit of everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not for me. I think it's a cool concept. Um, I'm curious to see how it develops. I've watched quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really keep my interest. Um, I, I think, some people are using it to source, which I, it's probably a great way for people who aren't able to get certain brands to source from there. I think if the bidding is starting at a dollar and there's not a ton of people in there and you can snag some good pieces, great way to source. Um, I personally would never do it for my own business because it takes up a lot of time. You have to like preload all of your inventory into whatnot, like the night before or however you do it. And then you've got to actually be live and on and ready to go and interact with the people and look at the chat. And like, it's, it's, it's a lot. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I'm I'm looking at it right here and it says here, checklist for your first live. Add your seller slash shipping slash return address. Add your PayPal or your ACH information. Once the funds are released to you, what not balance, you will have the option to cash out, blah, blah, blah. Enter in, ensure your shipping late. Shipping label settings are correct. And this is then you can start scheduling your first show. I also saw that they require a certain kind of packaging. Yeah, that's what it seems. It seems like it wants you, yeah, to, um, yeah, like your printer settings. All it's very interesting. Very interesting. It's a lot of setup. It's It's a a lot lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like it. Maybe because I'm a part-time, like this isn't my full-time gig. If this is my full-time gig and I could acquire inventory for $5 or less easily and get it in mass quantities, Mm -hmm. I can see this being a good thing. But if you're someone like me or Jen and your time is already limited and you're really picking up inventory that's like 20 plus dollars a lot of the times to flip for a higher amount that you can flip really fast on a selling platform, it just doesn't make sense for, for us to do that. Yeah, I would agree with you. It definitely it seems like a lot of work up front. And also, I don't know, this might be an unpopular opinion, but we like unpopular I feel like opinions you have here. to have a pretty big following for people to want to watch you sell stuff and whatnot. So people will tell you that that's not true. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Jen. And I think that in order to really get started on there and like make your presence known. You have to have your following come and watch you and interact with you before the whatnot community really like the other people in that community, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, there's 30 people in here. Let me jump in kind of thing. Mm. So I do think it helps to have a following. Um, It's hard to base any real opinions on it because the majority of people that are selling on there, it's definitely changing now, but like up until two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the majority Mm -hmm. of people selling on there were big influencers. So Mm. it's very hard to like do a comparison, like really make, I guess, an educated decision on it. But right now, as it stands for me personally, I have no interest and I don't want to put the time into it. That is way too much time. I got to preload stuff. I'm still photographing it. Mm-hmm. I still have to yeah. photograph it and then load it and do like a brief, like size, whatever description. I don't want to do that. It's interesting. So I'm looking here on their site and they do have, so some of the categories that they have is like trading cards, sports, toys, comics, mag, maga, maga. Is that how you say it? Maga. Yeah. It's like a maga? comic thing. Yeah. A comic thing from Japan. Right. Yes. Um, sneakers, streetwear, and then they do have a section that will probably apply to us, which would be vintage and thrifted fashion. And they have bags, jewelries, and accessories. So out of curiosity, I clicked on vintage and thrifted fashion. And here it comes up with these categories, vintage, thrifted, and contemporary, kids' clothing, and other fashion. 
So I click on thrifted and contemporary. And right now there's some people here that I recognize them from Instagram. I'm not going to say who they are, but, um, like there's one person who is a pretty heavy influencer, I would say in the thrifted community, um, who has 83 views right now in their show. Um, but like everybody else in here, I see like, let's see, I see 21, 18, 15, eight, four, seven, two, 66. But again, I recognize the name. It's a bigger influencer. Really great marketing on that person with 80 plus people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really like- great marketing on that one. I could not imagine like working so hard and setting all that up for two people. That'd be so tough. Yeah. It's just, I think it's a really great concept. I'm curious to see how it evolves. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think if this, I I think what ends up happening and this is kind of like, it gives me clubhouse vibes. That's what somebody else said too. You're going to be Mm -hmm. all in on it. Right. And you're going to dedicate all your time to it. And then everything else that you've worked really hard for starts to kind of go on the back burner. So now the majority of your sales are coming from here, which is great, but now your margins are completely different. Mm-hmm. And now your business structure and your business plan has changed because if you're going to focus all your energies on this, your margins are much smaller. Mm-hmm. Unless you're selling super high-end things, you got really cheap, which what are the odds of that really happening? <laughs> so... I don't know. It's very, very interesting. Sorry yeah. for listening and you sell on whatnot. I hope it's great for you. Yeah. And if you do sell on it and you know more about it and everything, like hit Come us on up. The podcast. Let us know. We're very open to like learning about it. You know, it's just, we literally are just talking about what we've seen, what we feel based off of our own research and yeah. what we hear the community has been saying. You I know? also so. feel like this is great for vintage t-shirt boys like this is your jam right here t-shirt and sneaker boys this is great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is a great spot for you because there's not as but here's my thing who's gonna come like who in the general public knows about whatnot who no one Mm. look at the numbers in this show they're all low all the shows they're all super low so this is your following that's coming to you so this is all based off your own marketing Well, that's kind of why I said it, like, you know, where I'm like, I feel like you kind of have to have a big following in order to be popular and whatnot. And then obviously, yes, you'll build from that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, look, I'm all about people trying different things and doing different stuff for them, you know, to have their business be successful or do different avenues on trying to sell stuff, you know, but streams of income, do what you got to do. It's just different streams of income. But like you said, Danielle, I think for me and for you and like, like the type of sellers that we are, mm. I, I don't know if I would invest my time into doing this myself, you know, but that's just, have to, that's just, I would have to find good inventory for $5 or less. And do you know how hard that is? Oh yeah. Nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally, if I were to do this, everything would start at $25. Everything yeah. would start at 25 or 30 like that. Like that's just the reality of it in order for me to make some kind of money. Cause I got to account for my time, my travel that I did to go pick up all these items, everything, mm-hmm. the cost of goods that right. all has to get allocated in there. No, it's very, very true. And don't you have to also submit? You have like to be approved. Kind of, yeah. 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 Like we would not, we, we wouldn't be approved. We just <laughs> talk badly about them. So we wouldn't be approved. <laughs> we are blacklisted. <laughs> no, honestly, if someone from whatnot is listening, 
you are more than welcome to come on. We would love to learn more about it. Yeah. We're just going off of what we what we're seeing in the community, what we're seeing on the website itself. We sat through some of these auctions. We've kind of like gathered our thoughts on it. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. I just it's just not for me. That's all. Not everything is for everyone. Just like some people say the real real is not for them. What not is not for me. Yeah. It's interesting though too. The last the thing that I will say is that some people have like, you know, like little um sayings underneath their pictures on like what their show is kind of about mm-hmm. or whatever. And some say like, you know, de- dead stock, help me get rid of my inventory. A lot of it is or like they'll name brands, you know, that they're gonna mm-hmm. be selling. But yeah, a lot of them are like Doll, a lot of dead like, stuff. Dollar Mondays, you know, like two to three dollars for items, you know, one like three dollar clearance, like per item. So a lot of it is, yeah, it seems like it is um, a way to get rid of inventory. I mean, I think it's smart. So um, Savannah, the savvy out, uh, savvy outfitter is you. That's Jen. So sorry. <laughs> Savannah, what is her thing? Oh, my God. What is her IG handle? This oh is so God. bad. I'll look it up while you're talking. Oh my God, guys. I'm so sorry. Everyone knows Savannah. I'm totally blanking on her thing. Street savvy. Woo. Okay. Sorry, friends. Street savvy. She's moving. She's moving into her new home. So she's going to use whatnot to liquidate all of her amazing inventory that she finds at the bins and make some extra cash and then not have to move as much stuff. I think that's genius. Yep. I think that's a really smart smart way to do it too. I really do. Do you know what the cuts are too, though, from whatnot? That I don't know. Yeah. And I don't thinking. know what the shipping is. It's, it seems very like hush hush and on the back end. Yeah. So I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I think it's less, it's less than Poshmark that I know, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's, I don't know, maybe it's under 10% because they're brand new. That would make sense. And then with time, I can see them increasing that because you're going to get more people on the platform. This is assuming they do well. We don't know. I mean, anything can happen. You need to get buy-in from the general public. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, here we go. I found it. Okay. 8% commission on sold items. Um, And then, oh, but a a 2.9% plus 30% payment processing fee for each transaction. Mm-hmm. Payment process applies to the subtotal tax and shipping price paid by a buyer for a given order. The payment processing fee is not currently applied to any international shipping slash taxes. So your percentage isn't 8%. No, it's not 8% then. Uh-uh. So you're getting eight. So the their fee is 8% for your total sale, but then they're going to charge you 32%. For the 2.9, 2. 2.9, 2.9%. 2.9 plus 30, plus 30 cents. Okay. So they, so we'll call it 3%. Mm-hmm. So you're really, so it's really 11% then. Mm-hmm. Okay. But your margins are low. So let's say your average selling cost, selling price on there is like 30. Mm-hmm. Your buy cost needs to be low. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it still is cheaper than Poshmark. I will. Give it is. That, it but, is cheaper than Poshmark. It is. But if you're like, yeah, if you're selling something for $5. Right. 
right? And then like they're taking 11%. It's like you're, you're, you're not, I mean, I don't know. You're not, well, either way, if you're selling something for $5 anywhere, you're not going to get a lot of money. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting pennies, but that's okay. If that's your model, I guess. I, I don't know. There's more to be had to this. I think if we can get someone on here that does whatnot, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. to have that conversation mm-hmm. and understand it a little bit better from like their perspective. Cause right now we're just, we're just being biased. Yeah. Oh, listen, look at this. What not will work to help promote your live. But in addition to this, cause it, the question is how do I get people to join my live? Yeah. It says here, promote your live across social media and share a direct link to your live followers and other people who might, other people who might want to attend, ask people who are watching your stream to share it with their friends and ask people to follow you on whatnot. So they get notifications when you go live. So it's, it's based marketing. off of, right. It's based off of so, your marketing, which is why bigger influencers are having success with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just building it up. I think, yeah. I think it just depends on what kind of show you put on. Right. And, you well, know, it starts off with the influencers and then it'll go to whoever can put on a good show, who feels like they're entertaining, natural in front of the camera, yeah. right? Who have a good flow with like their their lives, all that stuff is going to come into effect on this, you know? The one particular seller who will be going live at 7 p.m. tonight, mm-hmm. who has a very nice cover shot, who um I know personally and uh-huh. you know who they are as well. Um yep. They have a very low buy cost and it, and they still are able to make good money doing it because of the category that they're selling in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I think if you are in a good category, I think your bids can go really high depending on the category that you're in and what it is that you're auctioning off. So I'm not saying it's bad across the board. I just think you have to be really strategic and smart with it. Yeah. That makes absolutely. sense everyone. Did I just well, turn a bunch that, of people off we, because we got about whatnot? That's all we got, guys. So um, hopefully this was a good episode for you to have us both back here together. Don't worry. There'll be more of this. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hope everyone's having a good start to this summer. I know kids will be done with school or already done with school. I know here they're ending this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so summer in full get. We should probably do an episode about summertime and what that looks like for people in reselling yeah. who have children because yep it's, yeah what is their business look like when you've got everyone at home all yeah. day <laughs> it's like the pandemic all over again oh yes <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone we will chat with you guys next time Bye-bye, bye everyone.